best way to start your weekend is with Sean Bell and Mark Drumheller on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network. Sponsored by BetMGM. Welcome in BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Mark Drumheller, Sean Bell, giving you 60 minutes of all the sports betting angles you need to be a winner this weekend. Or 30 minutes if you listen to it on two-speed. You know, you could get it done in 30 minutes. Is that your style, Sean? No. Are you a two-speed guy, one-and-a-half speed? I don't, don't want to hear chipmunk. You can't You can't do the one-speed. I don't want to hear You got to do chip. at least one-and-a-half. I one don't want to hear chipmunk, okay? <laughs> I can't do it. Well, hey, from Being from the Northeast, we talk fast enough. So I, I can only imagine what it would sound like on two speed. No, I'm good. I'm good. I can't <laughs> Not going to do it. How was your week? Week good? Bets hit? Eh. Eh? A little up and down? Yeah, I forget. I get amnesia you get when it. I don't well, do well. That's, so let me to. put it it's put like, it that way, okay? That, that, that's how the best quarterbacks win, right? right. You got to have amnesia. You let, throw a pick. You let one get away. On to the next play like it never happened. Last weekend, I walked in here with my chest out. This weekend, I'm just like, huh, I don't know what you're talking about. Last week didn't exist. Hey, you so gotta wipe it clean. We'll it. start this. That's what the weekend's for, right? <laughs> we start the slate clean. We move forward. Um, not too much action this week. I was away with the kids. Daughter had dance competition out at the Poconos, Kalahari Water Park. Right, lots of dancing. It was dance dad this weekend. Um, a lot of fun. Not too much betting. You know, played a little bit of uh, you know, Braves over yesterday. That hit. Played some Orioles. My buddy sent me. Said get the Orioles today. The Rays are falling apart. Now, wait, are you angry, dance dad? Are you like? No. You know how the baseball dads or the football no, basketball dads all, get on there. Are you angry dance dance no, dad? I, like, I sit when in the they, When they don't judge it correctly, are you are you are waiting you in the parking lot screaming for the at, screaming at them? Are you running running on the, the, the dance floor? No, 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 not at all, man. I just sit back and enjoy it. Listen, my wife, uh, you know, the backstage getting, you know, the costumes and you know, the quick changes and all that stuff, it's really a sight to behold. I had no idea until you know, I became a part of this. But, you know, is is the dads, they just sit back and enjoy the show. They get the easy part. Okay. So okay. Ha- having the easy part is nice. But I, listen, I, great show lined up today. We're going to talk a ton of NFL football. Uh, running backs, do they matter? Uh, they matter, but, you know, are they getting paid like they matter? That's a different story. We're going to talk about that. We're going to break down the NFC East. Lots of stuff happening. Um, and then we're going to get into some baseball, of course, on the diamond. We're seeing now in the second half of the season. Um, so it's starting to see a shift in the standings in some divisions. So it's going to be a very East Coast show. We're going to talk about NFC East. We're going to talk about the AL East um, in Major League Baseball. But lots of good stuff going on. A lot of good stuff. The NFL running backs is, is a hot topic. <laughs> okay. Hot topic. We talking about people sitting out all year, running backs getting a text chain together to talk to each other about what they could potentially do and, and what comes out of this. But yeah, cats are angry. Now we can go back a couple years, you know, Le'Veon Bell, right? Was in a similar position, right? One of the most valuable players in football with the Steelers, huge part of the offense, sat out, wanted to get his money, was big, you know, finally ended up with the Jets and, and never really lived up to potential. So let's start with Saquon Barkley. That's the most prolific name out there. Um, Obviously, very upset with the Jets, the way negotiations are going. Stuck on the franchise tag, has not signed it yet. $10 million on the table if he does. What are your thoughts just on Saquon? 
what he means to the Giants. Do you think you know he's he's in the right, or you think Giants are fumbling the bag here? Here's the problem that I have, just in with running backs in general. In society, we do this thing where it's either great or it's trash, right? A new album comes out, oh, that's an amazing album, <laughs> or that album was a flop. We same, live in extreme, right? Same. Got to be binary. Yes, same thing with movies. All that, whoo, classic. Barbie. Uh, uh, yeah, don't go see it. Did you see it? Oh, no, I didn't see it. Oh, Although okay. I, I've heard people actually say it it's yet? really good. Yeah. I didn't I, see I it. I have yeah, a good friend who's in film and is like, yo, it's it's legit. He's like, this is good. Like, for a male, grown male <laughs> adult. I was like, what? <laughs> that makes no sense to me. But, again, I'll wait until it actually comes out on streaming if he says it's that good. But for some reason, he says a grown male adult will enjoy this. But it's all extremes. And that's what we're doing with the running backs, I feel like. It's, 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 it's like, okay, you are either necessary like a quarterback or or a defensive rusher or you're not necessary at all and that's what they're doing to running backs right now it's come on now like all the examples people set of not needing a running backs you pair you're pairing them with patrick mahomes Mm -hmm. tom brady if you ain't, let's be real. If you ain't got one of the mother joke, if you ain't got one of them. You don't think daniel jones is going with patrick mahomes and here's the mess up thing danny dimes patrick mahomes i mean daniel jones doesn't get his money it doesn't look good last year if Saquon doesn't do what he does. Oh, absolutely. I right? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So if you don't have Pat, if you don't have Tom, if you don't have Jalen Hurts, you need a running back. Right? The Giants need a running back to compete. You can't be the lucky six or seven teams who have a franchise elite superstar quarterback. Everybody else needs talent around them. So that's why I'm like, okay, the, all right, Giants, you're going to see what Daniel Jones really is. Yeah, if you if you don't pay Saquon and have him play, because especially because you, it's not like you brought in wide receivers that are going to help him. It's not like you had Jamar Chase over there or Justin Jefferson. You don't have any of that. All you got is Saquon, so you better pay him a little bit of money. And an alarming stat I saw was this: you know the money has gone up every year in the NFL. Oh yeah, the cap has grown bigger. The franchise tag has gone down for running back since 2015. Mm-hmm. It hasn't up for running back since 20. 15 every other position another alarming stat i saw the average kicker makes more than the average running back yep it's 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 just too extreme what are we doing here i'm i'm i agree with people that say you shouldn't get paid they shouldn't get paid an exorbitant amount because of their position Mm -hmm. but we're going too far the other way right now but doesn't the market correct itself like, if it needs to. Like, I guess my issue is, is we look at it and we're like, hey, you know what? The Giants need Saquon Barkley. And I don't know if they need Saquon Barkley. I know they need a good running back. But do they need to to commit to Saquon Barkley for two, three years, which is going to be years <laughs> six, seven, and eight in his career when there's free agents in the market like Dalvin Cook, like Kareem Hunt? Like, there's guys that they can bring in or they can, you know, draft people. The, the reality of the situation is, is, these running backs aren't really productive in years six through 10 as they are in years one through five. So asking a team to commit to them and pay them big money. um, I think the bigger issue and maybe like the way to fix it is, is that these guys shouldn't have, you know, uh, a cap, a rookie cap when they come out, like especially the running backs, because Mm -hmm. they only have that small window in the beginning of their career to make money. So you can't cap them. Like that's when they're most valuable and you're capping them in the rookie you know, weight scale. Yeah, but again, I, I, I do think, like, you can get a good quarterback, but that team needs an, a, a good running back, but that team needs an elite running back. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, to 
They don't have a ton of weapons. To get what you need to the playoffs with the Raiders or some of these other teams or the Tennessee Titans who have Derrick Henry, you need an elite one. So he's not replaceable. For all those, the Pat Mahomes and all running backs are replaceable. The other good thing I heard, Dominique Foxworth broke this down perfectly, and I'm listening to him. I didn't know this. They have a money pool in the NFL for people who overperform their contract. So if a rookie comes in, Mm -hmm. they have a rookie contract. And if all of a sudden that rookie who's a third-round pick plays a certain amount of snaps and has a certain amount of production, there's a pool that's over $330 that they give to that player. Like, okay, you did this much over what you're paid, so here's some money. Here's a certain amount of money to make up for what you should have got paid this year based on how much you played and how much your production. Now, he explains it way better than me. But there's a pool for people who outplay their contract who are particularly on rookie deals. Mm-hmm. Why can't running backs have that? Yeah. If you have $330 million in this pool that you give out to different players who overperform in their rookie deal, why can't you give that out to a running back? Hey, a running back, okay, you're only making $10 million, but you performed better than Justin Jefferson. Here's X amount of money based on your performance for that year. Mm-hmm. Dominique Foxworth said he made more money off of that in his rookie contract than his actual, off the contract. actual contract. Yeah, so there's things that can be done to say, okay, y'all are killing y'all bodies. Right. If if we do this where you for other players who outperform their contract, we can do this for these running backs. Yeah. But I think the bottom line is it's 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 very reckless, and we saw this with the Rams with Todd Gurley. You know, we see it time and time again. Christian McCaffrey, you know. It's very reckless for these teams to commit big money to these running backs after their fi- first five years in the league. And it's just, it just rarely, rarely pans out. When we look at the the props for Saquon Barkley this year, now, it's a lot, if it's better, a lot of this is going to come in to whether you think he's going to hold out or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 1,000 rushing yards, 1,000 and a half. You know, the over-under on that is minus 110 each way. Um, I I would probably bet under. Because I think even if he does show up, which I think he will because $10 million is $10 million. You can talk the talk, but you're going to sign, you're going to make the $10 million, and you're going to sit out, and you're going to get fined. Um, but regardless, I would look at the under because I think that the Giants, even if, if this thing goes sour and he signs, are going to look... You know, they they drafted Gray out of Oklahoma. They're going to look to involve more people in this offense to prepare for life without Saquon Barkley because they're not going to sign him to a long-term deal. No, I think he gets a rock. 17 games. So you would bet over. I would definitely bet over. He was 1,300 yards yards last year playing the full season. Mm -hmm. He's played the full season in two of his five um, Mm -hmm. career years. Yeah, I think he's back healthy. I think, again, two, two he's... In the five years, three of them, he went over 1,000 yards, I believe. So he's going to come back, and they're going to go. And again, it's an extra game now. So when he came in, it was 16. Now it's 17. To go over 1,000 for if a guy like that plays all 17 games. Like you said, yeah, they brought in some people. Who are they? You ain't winning no games if you don't make sure Saquon doesn't get 30 touches a game. You ain't winning they might not, squat. They might, they might not be winning some games regardless. That's, but we'll get that's to that true, in a little if bit. You, if you want a chance, you better give Saquon a rock. Or Daniel Jones going to look bad. Mm-hmm. So to me, he's going to like, even if he shows up a day before week one, he's still going to get an amount of touches to get a thousand yards and the amount of touches uh, to, to, to get whatever bonus that he wants to get. 
So I just think he's going to get so many touches and if he's healthy for 17 games. If, if, a, if a main running back is healthy for 17 games, that's good. You're going to get 1,000 yards. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, listen, these bets, these season-long prop bets, typically hit under. Um, Connor Allen had some good numbers on this. You know, rushing yards, unders hit at 58% last year. Uh, player props, unders, just blind betting all the way across the board, hit at 60%. Touchdowns for running backs hit it unders hit at sixty six percent. Saquon's um his touchdowns seven and a half. That's tough. He had ten rushing touchdowns last year, seven and a half. I would I'm betting the unders on Saquon. Yeah. Betting the unders on Saquon. I'm betting the unders on the Giants. Yeah. Again, you don't trust them, but I just look at it and say, who else you give the ball to? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. It's, it's not like they're in the offense where they got three wide receivers, a tight end, and, and it's not like the Eagles. Like, there's a couple of people when we get to the Eagles, I'm going to bet the under on just because they have so much to spread the ball around, and they're willing to spread the ball around. Right? Like, Daniel Jones is going to run it in. I see that. That takes away touchdowns from Saquon. But outside of that, who are you going to give it to in the clutch if he plays? Yeah. So if he plays, who are you going to count on? Who's going to step up? I just, I bet the overs on, on Saquon just because of that. If he, just if he plays, I don't trust, they're not going to trust anybody else to do that. They don't have anybody else on his level that can do that. I agree. They don't have anyone on that level, but I think a lot of it goes into it when you look at, you know, their ability to hit these overs. It, it's usage. It's Is he going to get the same kind of usage? Is he going to hold up physically? Um, you know, how's the season going to go, right? Like, if the Giants' season isn't good, you know, do they shut him down early? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. All those things kind of play into it. So, um, I, I think it could be a little bit tough. When I look at the Giants' You know, we'll go through the entire NFC East, but when you look at the Giants, you know, tough, tough schedule. They start with Dallas at San Francisco, at Miami, at yeah. Buffalo. This is all in the first six weeks. A lot of L's. So if but things you, go really south for Dabs and the Giants early, mm-hmm. like, and if you're Saquon and you're pl- you got your $10 million, you signed this franchise tag, do you start, yeah, you know what, I got a little tweaked hammy. That's possible, but I got a little I'll, tweak I'll, I'll, I'll say this: for one, Saquon, who may end up, you know, going into free agency, can't really say I got a tweak hammy, especially come out looking bad. I got to put up a certain amount of numbers because I need to get paid. Wide receivers can say I could get a tweak hammy, but they'll be fine because they get paid regardless. Saquon has to play and put up numbers so he can find a way to get paid. And also, if you look at you know Saquon and the running backs and what they usually do to running backs, they'll give you three hundred carries. Because they know they ain't using you for the future. That's true. Right? To win, they're going to be like, all right, you're going to play your rookie deal. We're going to franchise you twice. That's seven years for a running back. Usually your running back is up after seven years. And we're going to make you a war cross and give you 300 carry, 300 touches to run you to the ground. Because we already know we ain't keeping you for the future. So that's one reason I think he's going to continue to get all that, 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 those yards. We'll continue. Okay. The NFC East talk when we return. BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. More NFL talk coming up next. Sean Bell and Mark Drumheller will be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM.
Start your weekend betting off right with BetQL Weekend with Sean Bell and Mark Drumheller, sponsored by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Mark Drumheller, Sean Bell, getting you ready for the weekend. Talking some NFL football. We're going to stick with the NFC East. Let's stay with the Giants. We'll start with the Giants first. Then we'll kind of work down the odds board. Giants right now plus 750. Despite coach of the year, Brian the ball working his magic last year. Plus 750 to win the NFC East. Um, And like I said, I mentioned when you look at their schedule... Very, very tough in the beginning. If I'm a better and I'm looking at the Giants, when do I want to enter the market? When do I want to play on this team? It's definitely not right away because that plus 750 is only going to get larger as we get into the season. You know, I would enter probably week seven. Like, I think that's the best time because those first six games, you got Dallas at San Fran, you got Seattle at Miami, who I love this year. Now, granted, if two is not healthy, that could be a win. At San Francisco, right? You know, like at Buffalo, tough, tough, tough schedule for them. I could easily see them starting the year like two and four or whatnot. We'll talk about some of the other teams in the division, but they don't have that much of a difficult start. So you could see some of the top teams odd shorten. Why, you know, when we're in week seven, the Giants could be 10 to 1, 11 to 1, 12 to 1 to win the division. And even at that point, I'm not betting on them. Okay. <laughs> Just no way, no how. Of the Giants again. We we just talked about them not having those type of weapons. Now they have some good weapons, but those type of wedding uh, weapons to match up against other teams, especially in this division. Why would they win this? You know, then again, I looked at the, the the teams you just named. I, I don't know if I I have a win in any of those. Yeah, six. I know. I right, could like, easily honestly. see them. I said two and four. I was being generous. <laughs> yes. I know we got Giants fans listening trying to give you guys the benefit of the doubt here mm-hmm. and it's it's one of those things why another reason why i say to myself well saquon could, might really have y'all in a hold because if he sits like some people are like oh what if you win what if you win and saquon's out that's terrible for saquon look at their schedule they're gonna lose even with saquon yeah so if, if he sits out and says ah and then they go oh and six he's like yeah uh uh-huh y'all need me a little bit don't y'all yeah. not only do you need a running back you need an elite one I'm sure you have my banking information to drop the bag in there. (laughs) Like, what do we say? Like, again, so either way. So, again, I can't hop on the Giants at any point in this team. Again, it's a two-team race when it comes to this division. Look, it's Eagles and minus 110, Cowboys plus 170. You sort of have to break down the schedule, and you sort of got to break down whether or not it's so much as health. You think Dak is going to continue to be healthy, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he, when he's healthy, he tends to beat the Eagles, regardless of how good they are. So, is Dallas healthy? Can they overcome the Eagles? And can they win the division? I mean, you're not going to make make much money betting on the Eagles. So Cowboys would be the bet for me in the NFC East if you want to be risky a little bit, even though I think, you know, my favorite is the Eagles. The only one to make real money on, and it's not that real, but a little bit of money on is the Dallas Cowboys to win this division. Again, what's it been, 20 years since they've, since back-to-back division winners? I yeah, what the number it was, seems like it just rotates been, been every over, other it's year. Been, it's literally been over 20 years. That's not an exaggeration, people. Like, I forget what the exact number was, but it's been literally over 20 years since it's been back-to-back. So if you're looking at that trend, you're going to look and say, 
Well, the Dallas Cowboys, who's the Giants, Washington. Huh? Who's Washington's quarterback again? Sam Howe. Sammy Howe. Exactly. I'll tell you what. I like exactly. Jacoby Brissett um, if Howe doesn't pan out. Like, uh-huh. I think if you put enough pieces around Brissett, you can win. But, yeah, so for the Giants, just hold. Hold your money. Let those six weeks go by and, and see what it looks like. You know, because, again, you know, you're going to get better odds, you know, the longer you wait into the season. Like, around week seven, I think that's the best time. But let's talk about your Dallas Cowboys. You brought them up. I uh, don't say it like that. <laughs> Don't say you're a Dallas Cowboys. Just let's let's make that clear. All right. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys, the team that you um, brought up. No Ezekiel Elliott. I think they're in the same situation with Pollard, right? Pollard wants the bag. He's not signing the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. Um, this team, I think if you like them, I, like I, I think if you believe McCarthy taking over the play calling is going to help them. They had some good hires in the analytics department. They're trying to you know, evolve, um, I think, as a franchise, as an offense. Plus 170, I, I think it's the time to buy now. I mean, their their schedule gets a little difficult later in the year, but with them in Philadelphia, it's much easier in the beginning of the season. Weeks 13, they get they have, like, a, a spot where it's, like, Philadelphia, Seattle, at Buffalo, at Miami. That's where it gets tough at the end of the year for Dallas. So this plus 170 is going to get shorter if they start the season hot. And... You know, if you're going to buy on the Cowboys, I think the time's to buy now. Yeah, me too. Because if they both start out, they're both going to start out pretty well, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if at some point it's going to be even, right? Like it's going to be the same odds. So this is the best time to sort of get it with the Dallas Cowboys. Because I think, again, both of these teams are going to have double. I mean, both of these teams have made the playoffs. Both of these teams get double digit wins. I agree right? With so that. That, that's just. And that's, that's, just what, and that's what they've been over the last couple of years, especially when, again, both teams are healthy. And that let me not say the last couple of years because the Eagles weren't that two years ago. But that's what the Dallas Cowboys usually are. They're a double-digit win team that flames out in the playoffs because they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Right? But, again, the, the, the way the NFC is looking, it's looking like it might be last year where it's four teams. Right? Like four legit teams and everybody else. And the Cowboys are one of those legit teams with the Eagles. So, Best odds are right now to get the Cowboys because it's going to, at some point, I guarantee, be even. Yeah, I think so. I mean, plus one, especially. We talked about the Eagles. Let's get into them. New offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, a lot of changes. If they trip in, like, week one, week two, mm-hmm. Dallas could move quickly to even money. Quickly. You know, quickly. So, um, Dallas, if you like them, get on them now. If you believe in Mike McCarthy, you know, you're a better man than me. But go ahead and put your money on the Dallas Cowboys. Let's talk about where I'll have my money. You know, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. You know, I, I think they're the the one of the top teams in the conference. Uh, you know, it's tough to get back to the Super Bowl. But I think from a roster constructed perspective, from a talent perspective, the Eagles have everything in place. Um, and I think this is another situation. You know, what are they? Plus 110, mm-hmm. um, minus 110 to win the division. You look at the the way they start the season at New England. New England got a lot of problems, man. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick on the hot seat. You know it's bad. Minnesota at home. We saw that last year. Minnesota's not coming in here and winning. The only thing is... Don't get gassed up by watching Netflix. <laughs> All right? I don't care if he wears L.L. Bean. Kirk Cousins listen, not Kirk, coming into Philadelphia. Kirk, I went to that game last year. It's a 1 o'clock game. He's going to play like Joe Montana. So <laughs> what Kirk Cousin does in one o'clock games. Uh, the only thing is the newness. The offense coordinator, new offense coordinator, new defense coordinator. 
I, you know, I would think about picking the Cowboys to win the division, not because the Eagles are more talented, but because there may be an adjustment. You of believe the, of the coordinators adjusting to, you know, learning and again, new coordinators adjusting to the players, adjusting to how they want to call things, adjusting to how they want to do things in big games. Again, they had a blueprint last year, but these are new guys who want to put in their stamp. Here's how I want to run things. Here is how I want to handle things. Mm-hmm. Here's what I want to do in clutch situations. And there may be some hey. filling out. Again, by the end of the year, I think they'll find. But you may lose a game or two based off of that, which may allow the Cowboys to take away the division. Yeah, we know that the NFL is a... It's a 18 week, I guess now it is, you know, 18 week game of chess, you know, mm-hmm. and these coordinators, offenses make changes. They make tweaks to what they do. The defense adjusts. Then the offense, it's a constant back and forth. Um, and I think you'll see that, you know, the one thing about everyone talks about Jalen Hurts and it's the huge leap he made. Well, now defensive coordinators, they're the team with the target on them. They're, they're the team that these coordinators are looking at all off season of how do we stop Jalen Hurts in this Eagles offense with AJ Brown, with Devonta Smith, right? So mm-hmm. now you become the hunted and it's a little different. It's, it's a lot different. You Hassan Reddick with all those sacks. Well, this yep. year you're going to get double teams. Yeah. Like that was the difference between Hassan and other, other people. I know the ratings and stuff like that with Madden and people complaining about he's not the, why isn't he rated higher? This, the other top tier pass rushers were getting doubled. Mm-hmm. Hassan didn't have to deal with that because, again, I know he's had double digit stats the last three seasons. He wasn't looked at as elite, so they weren't game planning around him. Now Hassan's going to get doubled each time. So how does he adjust to to, to having that amount of attention, right? Like mm-hmm. how how does how does that change things along with everybody else being hunted in a different way that they've never been hunted before? So I'm with you on that. That's why, again, all the newness and all this, these situations make me feel like okay. And plus, I remember you telling me, hey, we're Cowboys, we're from Philadelphia. So we sometimes we sit there and like, yeah, is it going to be this easy again? We're going to go back to the Super Bowl. Probably not. Right. There's always some challenges in an NFL season. The Super Bowl loser always. It's just they always no get hung what over. You, whatever it is, it's 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 something that happens the next year where they they lose magic. And that could happen again. Absolutely. It, listen. We've seen crazier things in the NFL. So, but I do believe if you like the Philadelphia Eagles, if you're buy on, you think Jalen Hurts makes just another leap going into this season, which I'm most excited about is Jalen Hurts' career progression. Like, I want to see him make another jump. But you want to bet the Eagles now um, because that price is going to get shorter at New England, Minnesota, Tampa. That's how they start this season, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Baker Mayfield will eat him up. They can double team Hassan Reddick all they want, but. So that this price is only going to get shorter. So hit the Eagles now. Let's wrap up the NFC East talk with the team that's in the headlines, the Washington Commanders, not for long. Because Josh Harris bought the team. Yeah. You know, now he's saying he might rebrand the entire thing. Get rid of maybe gets rid of the Burgundy and Gold. Get a new name. A name stunk. The Commanders. I know, I know they weak. just got it. That was stunk. I wanted Terrible Red Wolves. Um, I like a wolf. I like the Red Tails. Red tails, huh? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, just rebrand it all. It, and it's funny because growing up, Washington was a premier franchise. Oh, yeah. Right? Was, like, it was it respected. Was, it was Cowboys, 80s, Washington. 90s, yeah. respected. Yep. And, it, and now the it's just trash. And how terrible is it this? Like, you got a disgraced owner who has to sell the team, but he gets $6 billion, And he's getting fined $60 million. Okay. Yeah. So? 
Welcome, like the, welcome to America, my friend. I, I know. I just, I just feel like these leagues need to figure out a way. Uh, just like uh, uh, Donald Sterling, like there's got to be a different way you can penalize them more than they're getting penalized. They're they're selling franchises for record amounts while being terrible people while doing borderline illegal things. Yeah, and they're getting fined 60, 60 million pocket change when you get six billion. I just it's, it it feels like he's coming out a big winner. I just hate it. He's not going to miss any meals. That is for sure. Snyder family is going to be very well off um, with the sale, but good to get him out of the NFL. Good riddance. You know, that's how I see it. I think the Washington fans deserve a change. Josh Harris is going to do that. Has been successful as much as we complain about the Philadelphia 76ers being stuck in the mud right now. It was a lot better than before he came here, you know, and you look at what he's done with the Devils, one of the most dynamic young teams in the NHL. Um, Were a lot of fun this year. Love watching them knock out the Rangers. That was perfect but you know again so i think they're in good hands here just not going to happen this year uh when i look at the commanders and their schedule 10 to 1 to win the nfc east i don't think it's going to happen if you do you're going to place your money on the commanders um give it some time tough tough start to the season denver buffalo philadelphia all those games they start off week one against arizona everybody's expecting that to be a layup I don't know, man. First new coach bump with Jonathan Gannon. We see wild things in week one. Maybe that's one of them. I would hold off on the commanders till about week five. That's when the schedule gets easier. They get the Bears, the Falcons, and the New York Giants, who we just talked about, who might not be as good as everyone expects. Washington's a team I would look at from week to week to be an upset team, right? Like the mm-hmm. NFC East was was the best division in 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 the in the in the conference last year. They're a team that can get seven, eight, nine wins uh, and upset some people, just like they upset the Eagles when the Eagles, that's the only Eagles only loss when they were fully healthy in the regular season. Ron Rivera, I know people don't love him. I used to cover him. Great guy, great football guy, old school football guy, which can be to his detriment sometimes. Mm -hmm. But Washington can upset some teams. So just pay attention to what they're doing and bet them and look at them. Not bet them, but look at them week by week and say, Here's where they're going to get somebody. Here's where they're going to get somebody. So I think they'll be just a tough team that's well coached that can give teams a little bit of a a problem for the first half of games, right? Like if you want to bet halves, bet halves. Like Washington can stick in there and be close and be maybe even win a half and then lose in the second half because of how well they're coached and how hard they play. So look at them week to week. In regards to betting. It's a great point because I think, you know, when we look at the schedule, difficult early, they start very slow. You're going to get good numbers after that, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, from a week-to-week basis, you start betting them after the first couple weeks. There could be some value on a team like Washington, especially if, you know, maybe Hal doesn't work out. They move to Brissett. They get a spark. All those things you have to watch out for in a week-to-week basis, but we are not putting our money on the Washington Commanders to win the NFC East. Um, But that's going to wrap up our football talk. We're going to be back right after the break. BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Mark Drumheller, Sean Bell going to take it to the diamond after a quick break. Sean Bell and Mark Drumheller will be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM.
Start your weekend betting off right with BetQL Weekend with Sean Bell and Mark Drumheller. Sponsored by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Final segment, BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Mark Drumheller here with Sean Bell. Ready to give you what you came for. Right now we're going to talk a little baseball and we're going to get into the best bets so we can make it a profitable weekend. Um, Shohei Otani has been the story of Major League Baseball this year, rightfully so. The Angels starting to win some games now. And just when you think like, hey, you know what? Maybe they should turn the page. Maybe they should just, you know, move Otani. They start to show a little bit of life. Um, What do you think they do? You know, they've won three straight for their last six. Again, you know, we're recording this on Friday, so we're not aware of tonight's results. But... They're showing a little bit of life. You know, I mean, the Yankees can do that to you, right? Yankees been a little bit up and down mm-hmm. this year as well. But they're only four and a half games out of the wild card. Do you think they throw up the white flag and trade Otani? Or do you think they keep him around and try and make a push? I think he's untradeable. I think I, that I agree with. But not untradeable from their aspect. Untradeable from the aspect of no one wants to trade for him. Mm-hmm. And again, he's arguably the most talented player of all time. But what can you trade away for a guy who's only going to be there half the season? Right. right? Like you're going to trade away your entire. He's so valuable. Your entire ask is going to be massive. It's the, the amount is too much for a guy who hasn't really hinted where he wants to go. Right. Like mm-hmm. we've all had rumors and say, he probably wants to do this. He probably wants to do that. We don't know. It's not like he's called the shot and be like, I'm going here or here next year, so you better do something with me like basketball players do. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a franchise, let's, let's say, again, we're in Philadelphia. I'm the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm not trading for that because he may come here for a half a season. We win no championship, and then he bounces. And I just gave away my entire farm system, two starting pitchers, and, and, and two uh, guys who are in my starting lineup right now. So for Shohei, it's just like, all right, all the Angels can do is say, we, we got to keep him here. Hope we make the playoffs. Hope we make some magical push like the Philadelphia Phillies did last year. And maybe he'll stay after that. Yeah. Because that's the only way you keep him, for one. And you don't want to be the guy who, you don't want to be the guy who traded away uh, the greatest talent of all time. On the, on the other end, your asking price is just too high. So if you, if you take down your asking price, then you look stupid. Like it's the the angels are in a no. It's tough. Situation. He's so valuable. It makes him so tough to trade. Um, I agree with that a hundred percent. But if I'm them, I I just go for it. Those fans have to be thirsty. Like you have to try. If you're mm-hmm. within reach, you have players like they do on that team. That kind of talent, you got to take a shot at the wild card. Um, what team do you think may, might be like an a, a surprising seller? Like, do you think the Mets start selling off pieces? Do you think Scherzner could be you know moved? Yeah. I think the I, I think the Mets looking at it like all right maybe maybe we need to do something different with this roster, maybe we need to clear up some space for Shohei. Maybe these starting pitchers. Hey, we we ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. We ain't, if we ain't going to the playoffs, we got two forty something year olds. Let's trade them off to a, somebody who's just trying to win right now. Hey, Scherzer's clutch. Phillies, you want him? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to you're trying to win a chip right now. You want him? Right, like you don't want him for long term, and both of those guys I think are only on two year deals, so it's not like some big commitment you want to have. But you're right. you're trading him off to the Orioles, you're trading him off to the Rays who need help desperately right now as they fall off. 
and trade trade those two 40 year old pitchers get them out of here if you don't think you're making the playoffs and you got you're going to look at your lineup also and say all right we got some young guys that we got they have a, the Mets apparently have a good farm system right now let's trade off some of these guys that are that and and, and see if we can do something different especially because yeah. we want to pay Shohei next year right so I, I think the Mets are a team that I'm looking at to say two 40 year old pitchers on a team that's not making the playoffs they can help a contender right now and we'll be able to get a piece back uh, you know what I mean? I think Trade. so. Yeah, I, I definitely. If I was the Mets, I would. You know, I I would move them if I can. Like I they I commend them for going for it this year before the season started, but it didn't work out. Check bounced. Time to move on, right? Yeah. Time to reallocate the checkbook mm-hmm. and you know come with come with a plan going forward. Um, lots of pitchers could be on the move. We know teams like the Dodgers are going to be in to bolster their rotation. You think the Padres give up? Juan Soto, Blake, uh, Blake Snell, lots of players out there that they could move um, if they don't think that they can, you know, make a push this year. I, I think they decide to. I think they're going to continue to make a push, but still trade Soto potentially. Mm-hmm. If he's that unhappy, like again, I haven't heard too much. Like a lot of people are speculating, but if he's that unhappy and isn't going to perform and is going to leave. You may say you might as well get something. It may be better. I mean, again, he has another year, right? So it's this year and next year. Mm-hmm. But it may be addition by subtraction. Maybe our team gets better by trading him for a bunch of prospects and a bunch of a, a bunch of pitching because they have enough bats. Yeah, right. Like they they have a loaded roster. They got Bogart. They got Tatis Jr. They got Machado. They got a roster that that's supposed to be able to hit. Let's go out and fill out our roster by trading Soto uh, for a guy who's not happy. And that's that's sort of our chemistry ain't good right now. Mm-hmm. So again, Soto again the Philadelphia Phillies again I keep bringing them would want him. The Yankees would want to want him to get back to to this situation. There's a bunch of other teams that could want Soto. So that would be the piece to move, not to just give up on the season, but to change the dynamics of your baseball team. And so he, I think he's a guy who can be on the go to several different teams, especially because it's easier to trade him. Than, than Shohei because oh, yeah. that guy has a year and a half. Yep. So that's two attempts you so have at ask, winning a championship. Right. And the ask is much lower. Yeah, you don't have to like deplete your whole team. Yeah. If you're the Yankees, the Phillies, the Dodgers, that's two attempts to win a championship. So even if he does leave you after that time, it'd be well worth it. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah, I would like to see Soto get moved. I'd like to see him in red pinstripes. What do you know? Who knows? Maybe yeah. not at the deadline this year. Maybe you know it's when he hits free agency. Who knows? But. Um, Padres definitely a team to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the AL East, right? Rays started off crazy hot this season, have fallen off. Now they're, you know, the white knuckles on the edge of the cliff. They're getting ready to fall off. You know, they've already given up the division lead to the Orioles. Orioles plus 225 to win the AL East. Rays minus 185. Red Sox plus 800. The Bo Sox 8 to 1, playing hot, won seven at their last 10. Um, and the uh, the Yankees thirty to one um, to win the division here in the AL East. So when we look at the landscape of what we have going on in the AL East, who do you think is the team to pay attention to? It's just the Orioles for me. Yeah, I, again, that's going to be they're going to be part of my best bets coming up. Uh, the Orioles, the Rays are falling, falling. The Orioles can, again. The Orioles were at a point where they should have made the playoffs last year, and then they fell apart. A young squad learns. Continues mm-hmm. to grow, and you can see the growth in this season. You see the growth coming out of the All Star break. You see a team saying, "Hey, you 
what happened out uh, what last year when we came out of All Star break ain't happening again, boss. Meanwhile, the Rays are like, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying, but they ain't trying. Injuries have just killed the Rays. Yeah, they they have. So again, out of everybody on the team, I think the Orioles just flat out playing the best baseball. Like the the Red Sox have played great lately, but over the last month, the Orioles have played the best baseball. The Yankees seem like they're just gonna stumble along for, unless they make a big move, unless they go get Soto. They're mm-hmm. gonna they're gonna stumble along the whole way. The Orioles are just playing the best baseball uh, with with relative good health. I like yeah, the Orioles. I think so too, and I think it'd be good for baseball. Like it'd be fun to get the Orioles in there. Good, fun, young team. Great bullpen. Would love to see them add a starter at the dead. What if they pull a deal for like Blake Snell or something like that, man? You know, like like guys like Stroman. It'd be nice if you can acquire him. But if you can go mm-hmm. get an ace for a young team like that, really send a message to the clubhouse. Like this is it. This is our time. We are going. Foots on the gas. Um, would absolutely love to see it. But I agree with you. We're Team Baltimore here at BetQL Weekend to win the AL East, and you can still get a pretty good price. So hop on that one right now over at the BetMGM Sportsbook. Let's get into some best bets, Sean, um, going for the weekend here. I'm going to start Major League Baseball. Okay. And I'm going to go with a team that's hot. Six in a row now, the Texas Rangers. Just when we counted them out, they, they're showing up. Mm-hmm. Right? So now, listen, they, they're playing the Dodgers. They're throwing Haney out there tonight. Might not get the win tonight, but I think they bounce back tomorrow. So for Saturday, I like them. Dane Dunning, eight and two, sub three ERA this year, five and zero oh at home. So um, I think they get the job done there. You should be able to get them. You know, when Bet MGM opens the odds, I think they they come out a small dog, probably around even odds. Mm-hmm. I think they're a play here. So I'm going to take the Texas Rangers on Saturday. Okay. Okay. I so since you went baseball, I'll stick with baseball before I get to what what I'm betting outside of baseball. It's the Orioles and Rays. The Orioles and win a series. Okay. That's I like that one. I to me it's simple to me. Right. Again, I know it's in Tampa, but so. Right? Like mm-hmm. Tampa just hasn't played good baseball. Right? And that's what I look at. I look at a team doors who have played good baseball. And now now they see a chance to fully just grasp this division. I almost want to bet a sweep, but I'm not going to go there. But yes, the Orioles to win to win that series. I love it. The O's, dude. We're team O's. I, I I love it. So that's a solid one. I'm going Rangers. You're going O's. I'm going to go to UFC for best bet number two. This one's on the preliminary card. Um, Piani Kianzad, women's MMA fight. This is going to be a good one. Plus 130. We're going to take the dog here against Ketlin Vieira. Vieira um, is a fighter who's probably the bigger, more powerful fighter here, but just low volume um, at, a, at a Vieira. You know, she got outstruck in nine of her 10 fights in the UFC. And Kianzad's the an aggressor. And I, I think she's going to bring the fight to Vieira here. I think she gets the job done. I think she makes it an ugly fight. I think this is pretty close to a coin flip. So getting to plus 130, I think, is really advantageous here. So Penny Kianzad in the UFC. I'm going to take a risk here. I'm going to the Open Championship. Now, I don't know when you're listening to Four. this right now. Right, I don't know when you listen to this, so the odds may change. Brian Harmon, pretty solidly at the two days. It's a, he had it's it's ten under, right? Ten under, and in a head by quite a bit. Jordan Spieth is who I'm going for. Again, as we talk right now, I think it can change, but it was fourteen to one at that point. While while I'm saying this, the odds are going to change again. He's you know several shots back after after two rounds. But I think Brian Harmon on Saturday is going to come up and not. Not do well. 
This is usually, that's what usually happens to OB champions. Like, so it's one day of just bad for whoever goes out to a strong lead. So I'm going to bet that Jordan Speed gets back into this thing and actually wins this thing. I love it. Absolutely love it. And before we get out of here, last one, Tom Aspinall in the UFC by KO, minus 165. Count it. Guys, listen, thanks for joining us. Make sure you follow us on the Odyssey Sports app. Follow the show. We'll see you next week. BetQL Weekend presented by BetMGM Sportsbook. Mark Drumheller, Sean Bell signing off. Sean Bell and Mark Drumheller will be back on BetQL Weekend on the BetQL Network, sponsored by BetMGM.